0: Was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, how are you doing today?
1: I'm excited, Kyle, because we're so close to the games. It is so close. I can almost tasted it it's so close.
0: Wow. It's one close. month away. It's one close. month away, but it is exciting. I, I it know is. we're we're all really looking forward to it. The the stress level kind of ramps up a little bit, but it also does. just like that, just that good feeling of hey, it's almost here, and, and we're going right. to be able to make a difference in people's lives. It's
1: it's awesome. So are you feeling the same thing, Kylie? Feeling excited?
0: I am feeling excited, and the stress level is ramping up yeah. a little bit. I, I can see
1: it in your face. I mean, <laughs> those wrinkle lines are just getting a little bit more they pronounced. They are more, but more pronounced. More more pronounced.
0: Well, maybe in January or February or March. February or March. March. Anyway, yeah. it's going good. Thank you. So today, Jeff. Yes, I'm going to do it again. And talk about
1: stretching or I'm no, not going to talk about stretching. No, or... once <laughs> was
0: enough about that. Once, <laughs> once a decade is enough about stretching. No, we we hit it regularly, but it's important. And today, I'm going to talk about cognitive decline, oh, okay. as it relates to Alzheimer's and dementia. Because mm. here's the thing, Jeff: so many of us are either currently or will be affected by this. Condition.
1: What were we talking about, Kyle?
0: Yeah, I know. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly what I'm talking about. Whether you're experiencing some of those (laughs) symptoms yourself or, uh, you know, you have a loved one who's being affected by it, we're all going to be affected by Alzheimer's and dementia Mm -hmm. in one 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 way or another. Mm -hmm. But there is some good news, and that's what I want to talk about today. Well, let's get to the good news. Some of the good news. Uh, I want to share five simple steps to cut your risk for dementia. This is according to an article by Charles P. Wallace that I found on MediaFeed.org. And the main thing, I think the first thing to understand and to remember and to recognize is that there's no one-size-fits-all program that prevents Alzheimer's or dementia. There really isn't. The first and very best thing that you can do is get with your doctor and explore whether you have some of the risk factors. And those risk factors include things like being overweight, having high blood sugar or high cholesterol, getting too little exercise or sleep or uh, eating a poor diet. Those are the risk factors there. Um, Your genes can, of course, play a role as well in determining whether or not you're going to get Alzheimer's. But even that risk factor may not produce what you would consider an inevitable result. So, um, in other words, lifestyle choices make a big difference. And I'm going to talk about some lifestyle choices that you could choose that
1: might make a difference. Okay. I I hope they're going to be fun lifestyle choices.
0: Uh, They're all good lifestyle choices. Number, Number one, the thing that you can do, this is the number one thing, is hit the gym. Regular exercise is probably the most important move that you can make when it comes to your cognitive health. One surprising finding is that sarcopenia, do you know what that is? I is? You've heard the phrase I've before? I've heard the phrase. Yeah, I had heard it too, but I didn't know what it was. But it's the decline in muscle strength okay. that often accompanies aging.
1: I've That's got sarcopenia. That. I've, got, I've definitely got sarcopenia. Yeah,
0: <laughs> well, we, I think we're all headed that direction, right? But uh, they've also found that that can be a severe problem for mental clarity as well. A number of studies demonstrate a very strong link between muscle health and brain health. So experts recommend a mix of aerobic as well as anaerobic exercise, such as a combination of maybe jogging and weightlifting. Mm -hmm. Of course, Jeff, as always, it's always wise to check with your healthcare professional before you start any new exercise regime. But they're finding that exercise makes a big difference in your cognitive health. Number two, improve your diet. Okay. Studies seem to support the idea of eating more leafy greens, olive oil, berries, nuts, and fish, and that we should cut down on butter. That's not a problem. I don't, I don't eat much <laughs> you don't butter. You eat butter, okay? No. Red meats and cheese. I do like red meats, but don't eat a lot of them. And cheese? No cheese. I cheese. Know. Cheese. We can't cut cheese out. I love cheese. I know. The other thing we need to look at, Jeff, is to check our vitamin D levels. Very low levels have recently been associated with an increased risk of dementia as well. So So get that vitamin D. Number three, get a good night's sleep. We've talked about that a lot. We know that's important. Uh, Too little sleep is a big risk factor for dementia. While you tend to sleep less as you get older, keeping the bedroom cool and dark and not using those electronics in the hour before bed, as well as avoiding caffeine late in the day can really help you rest better and rest longer. And issues that can cause chronic lack of sleep and heighten your risk for Alzheimer's, such as sleep apnea, a bed partner with a snoring problem, prostate problems for men. All of these are treatable if you get into your doctor and uh, get some help. On the flip side, though, and this is the way that it is with health and wellness, right? Sure. On the flip side, recent research has found that getting too much sleep is also linked to a higher risk of cognitive decline and early death. Wow. A team of researchers in Japan reported that in a 10-year study, so they were looking at this for a long time. There's
1: longevity to the study.
0: They were looking at adults 60 and over. Those who slept 10 hours or more a day were more than twice as likely to develop dementia versus those who slept 5 to 6.9 hours. So it seems to me, and I'm not a professional, but it seems to me that hitting the sweet spot of 6 to 8 hours a day seems Mm -hmm. to be the best program yeah. too much is not good too little is not good six to eight hours seems to be the you no know, it's
1: funny my body won't let me stay in the bed for more than seven or eight really six or seven hours i mean if i much longer than that my body starts saying ouch it hurts get, get, get up, out, get uh-huh. up get, get going well
0: so you're in that you're in that range of six I'm to in, eight I'm hours i'm where i should be yep two more things really quickly number number four on my five list on my five item list is don't pin all of your hopes on word games
1: no now you've you've heard to do cool or whatever, yeah. Yeah,
0: or crossword puzzles. Those can all be good for you. Um, they're not necessarily saying that they're not good for you, but the question is, does the research back it up that is going to help you in the long run? There is some evidence that puzzles, computer use, arts and crafts, music, and continuing education may help protect against Alzheimer's. Deeper social connections with the people that we know and love may also help lower the risk of cognitive decline. But this evidence is not as strong as the case for the things that we've already said. Mm-hmm. Eating well, exercising, losing weight, treating your high blood pressure, lowering your cholesterol, those are going to have a bigger effect than plain Sudoku or crossword puzzles, even though those things may help to some degree. Right. Finally, this is an interesting one. This is brand new to me. I've never heard this one before. But they say that you should sweat it out.
1: That's not hard for me because I started (laughs) perspiring at 60 degrees with light exertion. You sweat a lot, huh?
0: Yeah. A 2016 research paper of the Institute of Public Health and Nutrition at the University of Eastern Finland reported that sauna use is inversely associated with dementia and Alzheimer's. In a study of 2,315 men, the study found that the more saunas taken per week,
1: the lower the risk. Wow. And so, of course, what else is doing in Finland but take saunas? So, well, that's what I was going to say. Of yeah.
0: course, saunas are a national pastime in Finland. So, there may be other factors at play if they're studying a Finnish population. I
1: think they skewed those those it, statistics in their behalf. It, yeah. They may have. I don't know. <laughs> and,
0: and again, there may be other factors that are at play, but they did look at saunas. There seemed to be an effect there. The researchers also do caution, though, that people with a heart disease or low blood pressure blood pressure, excuse me, should avoid saunas because there's some
1: risks to avoid there. Or you can just move to St. George in the summertime and you have sauna every day. Well, it's a dry heat here, well, not a wet heat. a ba- sauna, sauna ba- Steam room is a wet heat. Sauna is really a dry oh, heat. Oh, well, there
0: you go. See, I learned
1: something. I learned two new things today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, something to think about. Five things that maybe could uh, make a difference as yeah. you're uh, planning for and preparing to have good, strong cognitive health. Things to think about. Jeff, today's yes. guest is a personal trainer who teaches group fitness classes. She specializes in dance, fitness, and water aerobics. Camilla Clausen spends her work days at the Intermount Livewell Center. And uh, Camilla, we're excited to welcome you back to the show.
2: Yeah, I'm excited to be here again.
0: Thank you for joining us. So um, we want to talk a little bit about uh, changes that happen in our lives and how to embrace them rather than be fearful of them. And we're talking specifically about some of the physical activities that maybe we've been used to for our whole life long or for a certain period of our, of our life. And for whatever reason, whether it's scheduling or health or injury or whatever it is, we're not able to do those things anymore, Right. Right. So this, let's get into it. What is yeah. it? Yeah. So does that this mean? is
2: something that I'm not expert on, but I'm living it in real time in my life. You're experiencing I'm it firsthand. I'm experiencing it firsthand. And then also my clients, more and more, I'm seeing this fear of letting go of things um, due to injury or just changing chapters in your life and you don't have time for it or whatever. So I've just really been digging into it, how to cope with it myself and then to also help my clients so they can, you know, chart these new waters of change. <laughs> no one likes change. Right, it's
1: hard. It's really well, hard. Well, the older we get, the more we dislike it.
2: Right, yeah, it's one of those things that you get in that comfort zone. And so to be able to um, go from a place of fear of letting go to excitement for something new is the the change there that I've had to do that's myself.
0: That's the key, right, that's the key. Yeah, building. But it's the hard part, too.
2: It is the yeah. hard part because, you know, if you're, that, that fear or that feeling of loss, can stick with you for a really long time. So to find something else to focus on Mm -hmm. um, can be the challenge. So one of the things that I found is being able to, when you realize that you have to let go of something that you love, whether it was a sport or a hobby or just even, we can even talk about it in terms of like profession. Sometimes there are people that like, I really love this job, but there's another opportunity or a a room for growth. It's really hard to make these changes. So I had to come – for myself to like find that what can I, how can I now redefine myself? Especially if you're doing a sport, you're been a golfer your whole life, right. and then it's like you know what, I've had to have back surgery, and my body just it's not going to work for Doesn't me want to do that. So finding um, things that you may have wanted to try all your life, but you were you were like, oh, it's too late for me now. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, what can I do? To build excitement for something that I've I've loved. So I've spent the last 10, 11 years doing dance fitness. It was my world. It just was kind of what I built my identity on, truly. Right. I was like, this is where my social aspect comes in, like my you friends. You were the Zumba queen? I felt like I was the Zumba <laughs> queen of my domain. Well, that's fine. I didn't say the
1: queen of the world. I said you are the yeah, Zumba queen. You, I was yeah.
2: the queen of my Zumba world. And that was my identity. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like I was losing a piece of myself having to now this new job opportunity at the LiveWell Center, which is fulfilling and, you know, expanding my world in a whole different way. But to like the thought of like, if I give this up, then what? Mm -hmm. Is that, okay, now what? Am I just like a working mom that doesn't dance? (laughs) Have a passion. (laughs) Right. So to find something that I was always afraid to do. So I've been trying to find that thing. So I've been helping my clients get out of the fear mode, and one of the things is finding a mentor. That's one of the biggest things: is finding someone that will help you try something new, because that's if you feel like you're alone, you can't do it.
1: So is it is a mentor that helps? Someone that can help you in the transition, help you find something new, or help you in the in the thing you're transitioning to, or is it all three?
2: It can be both. Mm -hmm. And all three it like you can find something if you have that in your mind, like I have decided that I want to try to run like I always considered myself not to be a good runner. Mm -hmm. And I'm finding that the one thing that people love to talk about the most is themselves. And so if you find someone that you admire in that field that you're wanting to explore and just say, you know, I really admire you as this type of athlete or, you know, whatever it is, they will talk your ear off and teach you so much in the process.
1: If you're just willing
0: to listen. Yeah. That, that definitely can be yeah. the case. You are listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. And we're talking with Camilla Claussen, who has been a dance instructor and is going through a transition right now to try to sort things out. And we're talking about you know, the importance of being able to move on to the next thing for whatever reason it is. Um, you talked about getting a mentor. And I think yeah. there's so much value in that whether you're transitioning or not, there's great value in associating with people who are experts at the thing that you want to be an expert at. So I love that idea of finding a mentor that can help you uh, figure out what the next stage might be. Uh, Whether again, like Jeff said, whether that is through the transition process or focusing on the thing that you have now chosen that will be the next chapter or the next part of your life. I want to ask a question though that backs us up just one step before the finding a mentor. And that is, how do you decide that you're going to need to move on? Like, what, what, is, what is that defining moment? I know it's different for other people, but yeah. a lot of us do hold on for too long yeah. and find ourselves, you know, injured or whatever it is. So how do, you, how do you decide that it's time? And then I want to get more into yeah. once you've made that decision, how do you transition?
2: Yeah. The thing that the deciding point for me was like I need to let go of these last few dance fitness classes that I was holding onto that was a weekly basis thing. Um, I held on for about two years longer than I probably should have emotionally because I realized that to put the time into it, I was emotionally drained more than physically drained. After okay. I realized that the mental um, strength that I was having to come up with to come up with new choreography was draining me. A lot of times that um, the breaking point is like your rock bottom. When you realize that you really are too injured to, to keep continue going, or that you're just on burnout. And I just found out that burnout is actually a real condition now. That's like doctors are saying that it's a real so condition. So it's a recognized medical condition. It's a recognized medical condition. Wow. And That's so amazing. burnout is a real thing. And so oftentimes we just hit that burnout, but you don't actually have to quit something, but learning to rest, learning to set new boundaries. My my turning point was the fact that um, it wasn't bringing me joy. I just realized right. that I was going through the motions, but it wasn't even filling my cup anymore. I felt empty after.
0: And that makes a lot of sense. the The hard part is, and, and this has to be just a personal journey for each individual. But the hard part is, is that to me, it seems like there's two things. One is just internally, it it it. it oftentimes is who you are it, it defines your personality it defines your value and it's you know something that you've you've always held on to it's been your foundation and again, this could be anything it could be a sport, it could be a hobby, it could be a profession whatever it is um but you're you associate that w- so firmly with who you are that it's hard to let go. the other thing too uh is you know there there is kind of this, this idea in society that like, you know, do hard things,
1: you know, even when it gets hard, just keep Keep going after it, keep going after it, keep pushing. And that makes it difficult as well. Your parents and your child tell you to push through and do hard things. So it's kind of ingrained in us from the time we're young. Well, and our coaches tell us that. And and again, you know, you you get these
0: motivational posters that are on the wall and all of that stuff kind of, you know, uh, allows you to hold on to something maybe longer than you also, need. Also,
2: something along with pushing, sorry to cut you off, is comparing. Comparing to other people that are on oh, a different, yeah. a part of their journey. Right. And so you're like, well, he's my same age or she's doing this. I should be able to do this when everyone is completely, you cannot compare Everybody's apples different. and oranges. Yeah. Everybody's journey is so different. So to embrace your journey.
0: So I, I like that. So for you, it was realizing that the joy was not there. Yeah. Uh, it was not filling your cup, as you said. Uh, for someone else, it might be an injury. It might be the pain. It might be scheduling or timing. It could be a number of things. And again, that that ends up having to be a very personal decision. Yeah. But let's talk about the good news now. Like, like if you do have to change, wh- whatever that change is, it doesn't have to be the end no. of joy or excitement.
2: It's the beginning.
0: It's just the beginning. Yeah.
2: So we've all heard uh, what you focus on grows. So if you're focusing on... The sadness and the letdown, especially when injury or you feel like maybe it's my age, like my body just doesn't want to do the things it was doing 20 years ago. So instead of focusing on like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting older. Oh, my gosh, I can't physically do this anymore. To now change it to gratitude to what you can still do and to change it and tweak it. So to change that, have that paradigm shift from not enough to enough, like I have what it takes to do this now. Were you going to say something? I was
1: going to say, the, the term that's been thrown around for a while, but it's kind of gone away, is reinvention. We're kind of reinventing ourselves. Right. And the nice thing is when we're reinventing ourselves, we can reinvent ourselves into whatever we want to reinvent ourselves into.
2: And you can do it daily.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I like that idea of being grateful for, for what you still have and what's available and what's left. And And if you can really focus in on that gratitude... Not only can the transition be healthy and exciting and, you know, what you want it to be, uh, but there's there's great health benefits, just intrinsic benefits of being grateful. Yeah. Uh, Mark Middleton, who is the uh, he's kind of the founder of the Growing Boulder movement. He talks a lot about, you know, active aging and, and being grateful for what is still ahead uh, you know, not not dismissing some of the challenges that come with aging because we all experience those things, whether it's aches and pains or loss of loved ones or, or, you know, social life, whatever that happens to be. We We will all experience some challenges as we get older and as we age. But there's still so many great things that can be out there and so many great things that can still be done. And so finding that and sparking that excitement and embracing that and getting really excited about it, Um, like you said, it really can be a beginning. Yeah, doesn't have to be an end.
2: Yeah, it's never too late.
0: I love that. I love that. And you know, that's another thing that we see so much at the Huntsman World Senior Games, is that concept of it is never too late. And you know, we're talking a little bit now about having to give up something and moving into something else. Um, and you know, the thing that I think pops into my mind is, you know, a sport or or whatever. But for some people giving up just a, a sedentary lifestyle or mm-hmm. a, an attitude of, well, I'm too old to run a 5K and so I'm just not going to try. That maybe that's the thing that needs to be given up.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right? It's whatever is holding you back. And even fear to try something new. I, I remember going, uh, starting a new school in seventh grade and being too afraid to start playing volleyball because these girls had grown up together and they mm. knew. And yeah. I held myself back. You missed out on an opportunity. I missed out. But if you find that if you jump in, and especially if it's a team thing or, a, you know, whatever it is, the team will bring you up with them. There, no one, Everyone on a team wants you to win. But if you find that mentor going back to that, someone who's in the sport or right. in the hobby, they want to bring you up, too. If they see the passion and you acknowledge their passion and, mm-hmm. you know, feed their ego maybe just a little bit, they'll help you along the way.
1: Well, then there's another thing. If you do find a mentor who is established in a group. They will probably, as you as you become friends, they will invite you and make you part of their groups. They give you a whole new social exactly. circle uh, as a support group. Yep. yeah, Opens which is new doors, which is again so so important. And and as I mentioned earlier, we
0: see this so often at the games. You know, that, uh, there are so many athletes that come and participate in the Huntsman World Senior Games that have success. Uh, whether it's medals or, or just personal bests or whatever it is that have success at the games that started something new in their 50s or their 60s or even sometimes their 70s. Uh, I, I, there are there are athletes, um, one in particular, Linda Cohn, who is a track and field athlete. She did not compete in track and field until she was 50 years old. And she's a world record holder now in the javelin. So she went from... Never having competed before, maybe holding herself back for whatever the reason was, family, schedules, work, fear, whatever it was. She hits the 50-year-old milestone and says, hey, there's these these, uh, activities that are available for 50-plus athletes out there. I want to try it. And now here she is several years later, a, a world record holder in her sport of choice. If that doesn't give you hope... I don't know what will. It's
2: incredible. Right? There's and, so many
0: opportunities.
2: You know, Madonna turned 60 last year. I know this is silly to That's bring crazy up. crazy though, But right? Madonna turned, yeah, 60 turned 60 and she's still performing and doing all these things that she did, you know, in her 30s, 20s and 30s. But her fight is to stop pretending like age needs to change you. Yeah. Like don't make age an excuse. Just keep showing up how mm-hmm. you want to show up every day. And, of course, hers is a little bit more wild than, you know, <laughs> yes, say, yes. track or field. Really but it. it's the same concept as like, mm-hmm. you know, age is just the number. And you can assign, you know, an attitude to that. Well, would share. You, would you, you can see yeah, who so I look up share to. Too. Yeah.
1: Say shares. Yeah. I mean, she's in her 70s. She's doing movies. And- yeah.
2: So perform, she's 73, still, still performs, changes costumes 12 times, wears platforms and headdresses that are 12 <laughs> feet tall. Like, so. And she's been documented to have done a plank for five minutes. Wow,
0: wow that's so. impressive. I, yeah. I can respect that. I just did a two-minute plank today, and that was really all I had.
2: <laughs> I felt
0: pretty good yeah. about it, but now, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. we're not, I'm not going <laughs> to compare. Don't compare. Yeah, okay. Don't I'm compare. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, love it. Camilla, I, I really appreciate what you said. We, we only got about thirty seconds. Anything else that you just want to add to this concept?
2: Yeah, um, gratitude really is the key to um, happiness in my life. So anytime you can be grateful for what you had, the adventures you had, what you have now, and gratitude for you know the day is, it'll change your life.
0: That's great. I love it. Having an attitude of gratitude truly will take you so much further than uh, having a pessimistic outlook so again camilla thank you so much for joining us
2: thanks for having me
0: and uh, hopefully we can have you back sometime
2: hope so
0: thanks jeff yes kyle Registration
1: is crazy it's Is
0: officially closed, right? Yeah. Officially closed for the Huntsman World Senior Games, but don't despair. No. You can still get involved in the Huntsman World Senior Games
1: and they're probably even have more fun cuz it doesn't cost anything.
0: Yeah, and you can register as a volunteer, right? I knew right? you were going there. Yeah. yeah. I know you knew that. <laughs> Jeff is uh, over the volunteers at the games and so he takes a lot of pride and also a lot of interest in how we're doing it. It takes about 3,000 volunteers to pull the Huntsman World Senior Games off and uh, man, it's easy to become a volunteer and to be, really uh, make a difference at the Husband World Senior Games. All you got to do is visit seniorgames.net, click on the register tab. It's very easy to register mm-hmm. as a as a volunteer. There's tons of volunteer opportunities that include helping with the sports as well as helping in non sport areas if you don't feel like sports are your thing. There's tons of benefits to volunteering as well, health benefits, and uh, we could really use your help. So hit seniorgames.net and register to volunteer today. Any specific area that really stands out as a as a,
1: a need right now, Jeff? Well, there's no specific area, but there are some areas that do need a lot of help like I know that somebody just put on a need for some feather flag, excuse me, some butterfly flag dancers for the opening ceremonies. Yeah, so there's opportunities to uh, to participate dance.
0: there. There's, there's ways to help out at track and field and the triathlon. Refreshments. Refreshments, delivery, all, all kinds of ways to get involved. Right. Speaking of uh, the opening ceremonies, I want to put a quick plug in for the ceremonies. It takes place at Trailblazer Stadium at Dixie State University. It's going to be on Tuesday, October 8th. The gates open at 6 p.m. and the show starts at 7 p.m. And what a show! It is, it is. We're going to have singing and dancing, a motivational speech by three time Olympic gold medalist Leah Amico. And don't forget the fireworks. You can get more information on that at seniorgames.net. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. And, of course, you can subscribe for our podcast anywhere the podcasts are found. Our inspirational thought for the day, Jeff, great things never come from comfort zones. That is
1: so true. Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone.